The readings that have been chosen today are pretty powerful readings. The first reading is Paul's departure. Um, he's leaving them. He says, it's the last time you're going to see me. Uh, they have some tears, and he gets on the ship and leaves, and that's it. And suddenly they realize that as church, all that he did for them to help shape and form their lives, it was up to them now. Not at all, unlike this moment. And in the second reading, we are given a look at the attitude of Jesus. That's what the words say. And his attitude was total service, total giving himself. So he emptied himself of his godliness and took on a human form. They said the form of a slave. And even accepted death, death on a cross. And that is held up to us as the attitude to have. And so I ask, is it possible that eighth graders can leave an institution after their eight or nine years there and have all of this, have this attitude and a willingness to give their lives in service for others? And I say to you, yes, I think it is. Now, I think it's true probably of all schools. Public schools are good too. I, I don't in any way denigrate them, but, but there's something special about a Catholic school. And I think it has to do with two things. One of them has to do with this gospel reading, which is a very intimate passage. Jesus is speaking to God our Father. It's the only place in the scriptures I know of that he speaks like this. For this whole chapter, he talks to God the Father and, and tells him what he has done and how he's consecrating all of these disciples in his name and, and that he wants them to have the same unity with one another as you, Father, and I have with one another. And I think that there's something very intimate about Catholic education. Um, I'm not talking like the intimacy between husband and wife or, or anything that's a, that kind of intimacy, but intimacy where people open up their hearts and they share what's in their hearts. And I mean, look at it. Every single day, these young people have prayed with their teachers, prayed with the school once a week coming in and celebrating the Mass together. They've had the intimacy of faith, the intimacy of God in their lives, and not at all afraid to share it with one another. And I think that they've had the intimacy because we use language like we are brothers and sisters in the Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ, so that familial language that, that, that marks the intimacy of close members of one household that's here true for us, too. And, and I think if there are tears on the part of some of the students, and there very well may be today, as well as the teachers, but if there are tears, I think it's because of that intimate spirit that they have been forming over these several years together. This is, on some levels, not an easy day. It's a hard day to walk away from this kind of constant contact with people you've called friends. But the other part besides the intimacy is the explicitness. And you know, it's one thing for people to love one another, but it's another thing to say it. Another thing to say it. I remember this famous scene in um, Fiddler on the Roof, and uh, the husband and wife were speaking, I can't remember the names, but uh, they're speaking, and uh, he says to her, to his wife, do you love me? And she says, uh, what do you mean, do I love you? 
I cook your food, I iron your clothes, I take care of the house, I do everything. And, and then he says again to her, do you love me? And he says, she says, I gave you your children, I've raised those children, what do you mean do I love you? And a third time he finally says, do you love me? She looks at him almost exasperated and says, yes, I guess I do. Well, it shouldn't be so hard to say it, but for some of us, we've been raised that way. I grew up in a very German uh, household, uh, and, and we didn't talk like that. We didn't use those words. It took a long time for me to get comfortable hearing or saying those words and, and even embracing. It just wasn't something we did. But one of the things I love about Catholic education is that we're very explicit about the faith that we share. We pray it out loud, we say it together, we mark ourselves with the cross, we know all the symbols. Did you watch them coming up here, and uh, aside from the gymnastics of stepping out back and forth, I love watching whenever you guys do this, it's, it's fantastic, but I love it. They come up, they bow, they come around here, they bow, and there's this sense, there's something sacred up here, that altar, that table of the Lord, and, and, and we just do it. And we, we, we express it very explicitly. Well, here's my prayer. I hope that everything you got in these eight or nine years or a few years if you weren't here for the whole time uh, takes full blossom in your hearts even more than up to this day. I hope that you go, as you go into high school, a much bigger world and a little scarier world and, and a lot of different pressures, that you take everything you've learned and you trust in it and you believe in it and you go forth ready to grow in it even more. And when you get out of the security of this little tiny womb here at St. Bernard's School, just like in that first reading, and maybe there's tears at departure, you realize now is the time you put it all into action. Because you've got big decisions coming up in the next four years. Where are you going to go for college, university? What are you going to do with your life? And my prayer and hope is that everything you've learned, and I know you've learned it well and you've shared it beautifully, is going to come into, come into fullness, of, uh, blossom in you fully, and, and that you're going to be finding that it's all available to you. So today, we come to this great moment of graduation and recognize all that you've done and say thank you to you for your presence here and send you forth with our prayers and our blessings.